Hi, and welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest I am super duper excited about. I've been listening to this guy since I was in high school, um, really. I mean, I've been following his career and the turns it has taken. I'm super excited that he's been able to make it to New York today. I am talking about recording artist, EDM artist, Skrillex. How's it going, man? It's going good. What was that? That was uh, noises. It's how I communicate sometimes. Wait, wait. You, you communicate in noises? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's where my music comes from, is I feel noises. I hear how the machines hear sometimes. Uh, by the way, uh, you could call me Sonny. My, my name is yeah, Sonny. Yeah, I, I'm aware you're Sonny more. I, I was saying uh, earlier that like, I've been listening to you since high school. I was a really big fan of your band from first to last. Uh-huh. Because yeah. I was kind of a scene-ster in uh, high school and stuff. And Nice. Those were, those were good. The aught years. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you recently reunited with them to um, play some concerts out in L.A. Felt good. Yeah, you, you feel ba- better getting back to, like, the emo, screamo, post-hardcore music? It's okay, but I, I get along better with machines, so I like uh, where, where I've come in my career. But it was nice to work with people again. You say work with machines. I mean, when you started doing EDM, like, uh, dubstep, you, you very much were like, yeah, I'm doing this on my own. Uh, what influenced that to get away from your band and stuff and start, like, a solo career? The singularity. The singularity? The singularity. Are you familiar with the concept? No. Um, uh, do explain. So the singularity is when man merges with machine. They're saying it sometime within the next 50 years. And it's referred to as the singularity as sort of an event horizon where we can no longer make predictions because the way the world works will be so fundamentally different. And I'm trying to get a head start by working with machines now and reaching as close of a connection with them as I can. Very interesting. I know Elon Musk recently came out talking about how AI could be our future dictator the way it's been developed. Do you, do you think that's something uh, that would go in, coincide with what you're describing? A little bit, but it's funny because it's actually sort of... Uh, ironic because the whole point of the singularity is that we're unable to make predictions about it because the world will be so fundamentally different. It's uh, it's kind of like how um, if you were to predict the future back in the 50s, people predicted flying cars and all these different things, but they didn't for a second think about a computer being in your pocket or having you know Skype calls where you don't really need flying cars. No, of course. Um so Elon Musk might be a bit presumptuous, I think, and he's dictating to the machines rather than collaborating with them the way that I am. I mean, Elon Musk has predicted a lot, and he seems to have seen a lot. Uh, if you haven't been listening to the show, uh, Elon Musk was on recently, and he talked about uh, very much how he's already traveling interplanetarily and, you know, getting himself out there before the rest of us. Well, you know, Elon Musk talks a lot of talk, but so far we have... Uh, only gotten a couple car crashes and uh, a car that needs government subsidies in order to be profitable, and they can't even make enough Model S's to supply to people. Wait, so, so Sonny, I'm throwing shade. I was at Elon about to say, Musk are right you now. calling out Elon Musk on my show? Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to start a little bit of beef right now. I'm going to throw a little shade, if I may, and just say that I collaborate with machines on a very different level than Elon Musk, and I haven't needed government subsidies in order to succeed with it. Interesting. So you're very much talking about the singularity and your uh, thoughts of like how we're going to have to assimilate with machines. 
Uh, your upbringing was very interesting. Uh, both your parents, strong Scientologists. So do you feel like there, there's some influence there? I know you were recently quoted to saying you're not yourself a Scientologist because all the time you would have had to dedicate to religion, you just dedicated to your music. Right. Uh, I think that it's given me some perspective on things. I think, uh, you know, my parents have their beliefs and people grow up with different religions. And Scientology is fundamentally not that different from the others. It's just been around a lot less and has a lot of unique stigma now. Well, they raised you as a Scientologist, even like enrolling you in a school that taught teachings of L. Ron Hubbard. Right, they did. You know, again, no different than a lot of parents raise their kids in Catholic school or in uh, uh, Hebrew school, and then eventually you decide for yourself whether that's something you want to continue with or whether you have time. And I decided to dedicate my time in working with the machines and preparing for a merger with them, specifically in the realm of music. All right, so you're, you're very much into the machines. What was it like for your bandmates, uh, you telling them that uh, you no longer wanted to work with humans? I think it was hard for them. I think they were a little bit jealous or maybe felt uh, insufficient next to the machines, which who can blame them, you know? Uh, I think that it's important to have a collaboration between man and machine, and I chose to be the man uh, that does that. So... When you're collaborating with machines, you're making music for humans still, though, right? For the time being, yeah. For the time being. Well, meaning right now my audience is humans, but I'm making music with a full demographic in mind that includes machines that might want to listen at some point once they have the capacity to do so on their own or when merged with human beings. Interesting. Now, I'm going to address something real quick. Skrillex. Sonny, you have a very interesting look to yourself. Right. Um, some may call it iconic. Some people say you just stand out in a crowd. What influences your look? Is it the machines? And of course, in part, it's the machines, piercings and gauges. And I kind of wanted to incorporate the idea of nuts and bolts into my image, uh, sort of uh, in, in honor of the machines. Uh, and so I'm, I'm trying to represent somebody sort of having an olive branch, the same way that, uh, you know, a lot of the primitive AIs right now, they try to make them in the image of humans and give them hair or give them skin to make us more comfortable. I'm trying to give myself some nuts and bolts around the face to make the machines more comfortable. What about, like, the half-shaved haircut you have going on there? Yeah, I, I mean, it might be difficult for machines to grow hair at first, and I think that this gives it an idea of something that's a little bit more attainable. All right. So... When do you feel like the machines first, I, I, should, is it presumptuous to say, spoke to you? No, no, not at all. I, uh, I think that even though they don't have consciousness quite yet, we're getting towards that. And I think that human beings very similarly probably made noises and spoke before consciousness the way that animals do. So I think we're seeing an evolution of the machines. And I think I noticed that probably when I got my first computer when I was young and, uh, and it, I think everybody can relate to the idea that you're sort of communicating with the computer and you start to personify it. What was your first computer? It was a Pentium 486 without a hard drive. You had to load it up on floppy diskettes. Wait, so you loaded up the hard drive on floppy disk? No, 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 there wasn't. You didn't have an operating system or hard drive. You had to operate off of a floppy disk. All right. I, I, I know you yourself aren't that much older than me. Uh, you just turned 30 this past January. 
So uh, was your family a little behind when uh, getting I was just very young. I was six months when we got that uh, 486, and it was already a little bit vintage at the time, I suppose. So if you're so fascinated in the world of computers, who do you think is making the best computers today? Uh, Well, I, I guess reluctantly I would have to say Apple. Really? Yeah. You're a Mac fan? I'm a Mac fan. I like the Macs. I think that, uh, you know, uh, it ebbs and flows on, on whether they're faster or whatever else. But at this point, they've got the right idea on a consciousness that's spreading throughout. I think PCs still have uh, sort of a compartmentalized consciousness that makes it less personifiable. All right. So I, I want to address something, because you say you don't like working with humans, you like working with machines, although, um, sorry, uh, there's a little bit of construction going on by Oh, me. no, I think, I think it's just saying good morning. Oh, okay. If the, I understand correctly. The jackhammer is saying good morning. But yeah, no, recently uh, you had uh, worked with the artist Diplo. Yes. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to work with people as well. And Diplo kind of, uh, I think he understands the wavelength. He understands electronics and he understands, uh, you know, the voices and tones behind machine communication and artistic performance with machines. It's, it's, I'm sorry, I'm so distracted by that jackhammer outside. That's okay. It's like a bird chirping for me. Really? Yeah, it's just, you know, machines have their own sounds. It's not so bad. All right. Um, wait, so so, do you prefer to be in, like, an industrial-sounding area? I, uh, you know, I get a lot of elements from that. If you listen to old Stevie Ray Vaughan albums, he talks about how the sounds of the trains influence his music and the sounds of, uh, you know, machinery and things like that, so I relate to that a lot. So what machinery would you say influences your music the most? Hmm. Well, honestly, that jackhammer sounds pretty dope. I could see that dropping in a beat, uh, maybe like um, like a short fuse or a minor explosion, perhaps um, like a train crash. These all sound very, like, catastrophic-sounding sounds. Well, they're only catastrophic from our perspective, but from uh, consciousness of the machines... It's very minor. It's like you stubbing your toe or maybe, uh, you know, the first human singing could have happened because they squealed out in pain, but then beauty came from pain. So are you saying, like, dubstep is more of a destructive-sounding tone or, like, that dubstep comes from destruction? I think it comes from chaos and then order comes from chaos. So I think the dubstep represents the transition from chaos to order. Not different than our own music. You know, music can sound very chaotic, and then what's beautiful about it is the order that comes out of that chaos. It's very godlike. That's very interesting. I know uh, when you were from first to last, your music was very, like, raw and melodic. Uh, Why the stark uh, difference between your two careers? I think it's just artistic growth. I didn't feel as safe in order to delve into that chaos to find the order, so I stayed orderly in the first place. Now, do you find yourself evolving again in the near future? I find myself constantly evolving. But again, it is hard to see past that event horizon where I'll end up. All right. Well, I I mean, you, you... I mean, dubstep was so new when it came out. 
but you don't see it as much anymore. And, like, people are saying, well, that was, like, a little kind of blip. Do you think dubstep's going to make a resurgence, or do you think you're going to make something new? I think it's going to have to be something new. I think dubstep has become kind of normal for people, and I think the next step is going to be maybe to rely a little bit more on the machines to give their own voice and make their own choices, and maybe I'll just kind of follow along and let the machine play me rather than me play the machine. Now, you keep talking about listening to the machines and stuff. Do do you have a particular setup? I mean... Is there a particular machine that talks to you? I mean, right now, this jackhammer is talking to me, and I, I'm really enjoying it. I feel like this is really appropriate for our interview. Uh, serendipitous, almost, I might say. Um, personally, right now, like I said, I do like my Mac, but um, I'm working on a couple experiments right now. I couldn't divulge all the details because it's not different from Elon Musk. I have my projects that I'm going for. Uh, but I'm trying to connect to the machines as closely as I can. I'm trying to get them right into my brain, right into my organs. So uh, I can tell you that much. I'm working on some very experimental stuff that allows the MIDI controllers to control me rather than myself to control the MIDIs. Very fascinating. Uh, have you been able to translate the sound of machines? That is what I do. So what would you say this jackhammer is saying right now? Well, earlier he was saying good morning. I think now he's just starting to get a, get a hold of the day. I think it sounds like he's planning things out. I believe I'm catching a to-do list. A to-do list? What, what, what would, would a jackhammer have to do throughout its day? Uh, well, for starters, there's a morning routine. It sounds like, it sounds like he plans on meditating. Jackhammers need to meditate? If I'm getting it correctly, everyone should meditate. Okay, so so the jackhammer is almost like preaching right now, telling them everyone it's time to meditate. Yeah, I think he might be going through a painful process as collective consciousness arises within him. Or her, or her. I don't want to presume. I, I was about to say, are, are machines gendered? Um, I believe that that'll come about from their consciousness. I don't want to presume. Like I know, like the iPhone has Siri, which is a female voice, but does that mean the iPhone is female? That's a very good question. You would have to ask the iPhone yourself. All right. Well, I I, I personally don't have an iPhone. Or I would have just asked right now. Like I'd be like, Hey Siri, what gender are you? What do you have? What do you have? What do you What do you have? You said you don't have an iPhone. Oh, I, I have a Pixel too. How do you like it? It's great. I, I, I like um, the camera's really good, you know, it takes great pictures. Now I notice you're using the pronoun it. Yeah. You haven't asked its gender. No, I have not asked my uh, phone's gender. Should I ask its gender? You could give it a try, see what it says. All right, let's, let's, let's do this. Okay, Google, what gender are you? I'm all-inclusive. See, even though it's a female voice, it is all-inclusive. Interesting. I, I, I didn't expect it to have an answer for that. Well, I think right now there's a there's not a full consciousness yet, and so there's that chaos of infinite possibility. But as order comes out of chaos, the infinite possibility goes into limitations. But those limitations provide choices, like a gender. Very interesting. Wow, this has been very philosophical uh, discussion we've been having here. Well, I was raised Scientologist, so it was a good foundation for philosophical thinking. All right. Well, um, we've reached the point of the show where we like to go into a few speed round uh, questions, if you may. Uh, the f first game we like to play is Fuck, Mary Kill. Are you familiar with that game? Mm-hmm. All right, so th I'm going to give you three names. You tell me which category each goes into. First name is Dead Mouse. 
Second name, Avicii. Third name, David Guetta. Fuck Avicii, marry Dead Mouse, kill David Guetta. Any uh, reason behind those choices? Just where my heart leads me. All right. I mean, they're all humans. I, I should have put, like, toaster, TV, um, waffle iron. I would have fucked the toaster. Uh, kill TV, marry waffle iron. Very interesting. All right. Well, the next uh, segment we like to do here is a little bit of word association. Basically, I say a word, and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Very well. All right. The first word, electronic. Dance. Guitar. Sound. Computer. Music. Dubstep. Rhythm. Bass. Rhythm. Religion. Feet. Machine. Beautiful. Radio. Head. Hair. Balls. Rock. Scissors. Music. Music. All right, well, that's about all we have time for today. I want to thank Skrillex for coming all the way out here again. Skrillex, do you have anything to say to our listeners before you head out? All right, thank you again for coming, and thank you again for listening, everyone, and we will see you all next time. again for listening to the Yes and I Am podcast. This podcast has been completely improvised, so instead of having the actual Skrillex here, it has been my buddy Boris Hyken. How's it going, man? Oh, it's going pretty good. That, that jackhammer was an interesting choice. Yeah, uh, that was completely intentional. Ugh. No, no, they're doing construction on my street right now. I was considering, like, postponing the episode again, but... I think we used it. I mean, it's an improvised thing. The jackhammer went in, and... and You gotta use your environment. And I'll be honest, it really doesn't sound bad. Like, if you were sleeping, I'm sure it'd be bad, but it doesn't... There is, like, a rhythmic, nice quality to it from here. Like, like I didn't find it irritating. I don't know how it'll come off on the microphone. It'll probably be softer. So, uh... Skrillex, did you know a lot about Skrillex coming into this, or? I knew not a lot, but like five years ago, as a funny coincidence, I did a sketch called Skrillex Talks to Household Appliances. When I didn't have this beard and my hair was short, I got Skrillex. Somebody sent me a photo, actually, of Skrillex before I knew who he was and said, is this you? And it was so uncanny, that particular photo. Wait, did you have, like, the long hair and the shave? No, 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 no. I literally, they just sent it to me, and the face truly looked... I don't know if you could see it now. I've seen you without a beard. I'm older now also, so, like, maybe (laughs) it was when when I was younger that I looked more like him. But I was like, holy shit, uh, I should just do a sketch. And then I thought of doing this Skrillex Talk to Household Appliances sketch. And I got a makeup person, and I, like, shaved my head, did the wig. Okay. I'll show you a photo. Uh, you should actually... I don't yeah, know if no, you I'll definitely this, look at yeah, no. But this is a happy coincidence. Cause yeah, because I, I do have the Instagram account, and that's definitely going up there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you'll see. It's, it's an uncanny photo. And in the video, like, there's so many comments, because uh, at the time, it got posted on, like, a couple spots, so it, like, did decent. And there, eventually, all these people started coming who... Th- were like, that's not Sonny. Like, like, <laughs> they were offended by your portrayal? Well, because nowhere in there does it really give away that it's not actually him and, like, the, the diehard fan. And my portrayal is very minimal. I say, like, a few words and then just go into, like, doing dubstep to communicate with various machinery. Mm-hmm. So, like, I guess they were just, like, felt tricked that it wasn't their, their Skrillex.
you got a little bird. Yeah, that's about to say, that was incredibly distracting. A bird just landed on my windowsill, and uh, it's just kind of chilling, looking at us. That's yeah, pretty good. It, it, it knows that the time of the machines is over, and now it's it's up oh, there, there it goes. It <laughs> wow, this has been the most ADD episode of the Yes and I Am podcast. I'm glad I could be here for it and no, participate in it. No, definitely. So, Boris, you're a comedian, uh, improviser around the city. What do you have got going on recently? Recently, um, couple things. I got a sh- big show May 30th at the Slipper Room. It's like a late night style show that I host and that's our next date. I haven't booked any of the people yet, but the last show was great. It had uh, Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson from Guys We Fucked podcast, Rob Cantrell, oh, uh, cool. Khalid Rahman doing stand-up. It was, uh, it's a very fun show. It's like a late-night show. Uh, my co-host is Johnny Conroy, and I have a beatboxer as my house band. And we basically, I do an interview, and then I have uh, some really great improvisers do a set based on that interview with each celebrity guest, and then I uh, stand up at the end. But that's super fun, May 30th at the Slipper Room. And I'm doing a show on 420 at the pit. Uh, I haven't posted it yet. It's the Marijuana Diversity Scholarship. Oh, no. Oh, no. Awards ceremony. Oh, no. So it'll be a whole thing. And uh, I think I'm I'm getting a sponsor to give away a bong at the show. And I'm going to be giving the awards for the Marijuana Diversity Scholarship winners, which is uh, it's weed. I don't know if I'm going to bring weed to the pit. Uh, if if the, anyone from the, if anyone from the pits listening, then the answer is no. Yes. <laughs> oh no! But it'll be fun. People who want are going to be performing, and and they'll there'll be a bunch of fun shit there. Uh, and then people should just follow my Instagram and Twitter and face at the Boris K and all that because I put out sketches and stuff all the time. Very cool. Well, thank you again for coming here. I know it's been a long time in the making. We've been. Uh, scheduling unscheduling for the past like few weeks that's true but it has been a load of fun and uh thank you all for listening also i'd like to thank the uh creator of our theme music it's the artist regulus you can check him out on soundcloud this is his song yarning also if you haven't had a chance to check us out on instagram yet we're at yes and i am go give us a follow Finally, if you haven't given us a review on iTunes yet, please go there, give us a five-star review, because it helps more people find the show, and that keeps us happy. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you all next time. I'm Jesse. We're the host of American Slacker, a weekly show that discusses the weirdest in world events. We cover UFC, the latest in technology, Xbox games, entertainment, and music reviews. We have conversations with musicians, actors, filmmakers, and other interesting guests. Twist one up or crack one open with us every Monday to start your work week off right. That's it. There you go. 